It's a full house on this week's edition of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. By which Maria means we're coming to you live from San Francisco. That's right. We are on the set of Full House and we've got the Olsen twins on the show this week. That's right. Except it turns out that they're <laughs> one person. Yep. The Olsen twins, just one person split in the half. Olsen, the Olsen twins. The Olsen twins. As you should really call them. If you if you remember, you've never seen them in three dimensions. Only That's in true. two dimensions That's because true. they're just both one half of one person. Correct. Yeah. Split down the middle like a cartoon. <laughs> yeah. So you only see them in profile. Yeah. You never yep. see them straight on. That is right. Well, Maria. Yes, Megan. What is this show? Well, uh, besides being on the set of Full House in San Francisco yes. with the Olsen twin joining us, we also have a bunch of our friends joining us for this episode. Wait, go all the way back. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. What yeah. are we doing? What do you mean? What are, what are we? Oh, yeah. We're a podcast about magic, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for jogging my memory. Sometimes yeah. I sit down here and Reminder. I forget. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's, uh, it's a problem. This is Magic the Amateuring. Yes, Magic the Amateuring. Yes, a podcast about Magic the Gathering. Where we talk about magic for people who are new to the game, people returning to the game. Game, and anybody who likes to have a chuckle down where the coal goes. <laughs> like if you were powered by coal, where would the coal, where would the coal go? go? I am unfortunately in your engine. So you like a chuckle, a chuckle in your engine. Yeah, in your engine. Yeah. If I was coal powered, that's where it would happen. Uh, I fortunately survive on food and water. Um, yes. But I know not everybody is more abundant powered. resources. Some of us are wind powered, and to you, I say, good job. You're making it work for I'm the solar. environment. Oh, you're solar powered? I'm I am. Vegetable oil. <laughs> <laughs> the voice you hear is one of our three friends joining yes, us. We, uh, Megan's a lizard person. Po- solar powered. Are lizards solar powered? Uh, I mean, they eat. Just think about it. <laughs> I, I thought about it. And, okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, the reason we have packed in our studio here three of our friends is because we're yes. going to do an, a very special episode this week about how to qualify for the pro tour. And we're not inviting pros on. I mean, we are actually, but yes. I mean, like big time, you know, I've attended 20 pro tours or whatever, because yeah. what we want to know is how do you qualify for your first pro tour and what does it take to, you know, go through all the work and blood, sweat and tears it takes to qualify for your very first PT. Yes. But before we get started, we yes. have some people to thank. The first people we thank are the people that are you. Yes. Congratulations on being awesome. <laughs> Those of you that support us on Patreon, thank you so much. Our gratitude is boundless and, you know, that like the ocean. It is like the ocean. But unlike the ocean, it does not have depth. It's o- it only has it bounds? No, it is depthless. Oh, wait, wait what? So our gratitude is depthless. Okay. The ocean does have depth. Yeah, we are deeper than the ocean. That's, That's right. what we're saying. And if you delve deep into the darkest depths of our gratitude you'll find not only little fish with a lantern on their head which are so cool you will find lobsters that are so big yeah they could eat a ship that are 300 years old that's right you will also find awesome patreon rewards (laughs) (laughs) did you know like don't lobsters like live forever yeah they they have jellyfish do you know there there are some jellyfish that can go back to their adolescent state oh wow i wish i could do that it's a big jellyfish that can Force like time. force teenagers. Like, force teenagers. I'm gonna force teen myself. Hold on. Ah, force teen. Anyways, we also should think of- I'm 14 now. I'm going back. How are you? I'm 12. Oh, how do I stop it? How do I stop it? I'm Benjamin buttoning myself. That's what 
was looking for. They're jellyfish that can Benjamin button themselves. Wow. Isn't that creepy? Oh, that's cool. Anyways. Animals are neat. Thanks as well to CardKingdom.com. CardKingdom.com slash MTA cats. An amazing place to pick up boosters, to pick up singles, to pick up trade binders, to pick up things that go inside trade binders, to pick up sleeves. You know, to pick up just about anything that you need to play Megan the game of magic. is wearing the cool new swag from CardKingdom.com. Go to CardKingdom.com slash MTACast, which uh, activates the affiliate code activated. And so they know that you're coming and as a supporter of this show. Patreon.com slash MTACast, a place to go to throw your dollar an episode, which goes longer than a dollar should. <laughs> we'll just save that much. <laughs> yes. Also, what was I thinking? I don't remember. More about jellyfish? Yeah, do you know what? I can't remember what I was just thinking right now. Have you now. ever stepped on a jellyfish? No. Have you? No. Good. But I worry about it. Why? You're not near the ocean. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Well, I'll be near the ocean. It'll be a happy day and everything's fine. And then I look down. Boom. Jellyfish. Sting. You're pre-worrying about a, at an ocean trip that you don't have planned? Yes. All right. <laughs> because, because I have been to the ocean and I have, you know, gone and then after I've been there, I've realized I did not worry about jellyfish while I was there. That seems like a blessing and not a curse. <laughs> like, I should have worried because what if they were there? You shouldn't have worried because do you know what doesn't stop a jellyfish? Worrying. Exactly. Put that on a poster. It's so true. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I read a really good book. That, that's where I learned that jellyfish Oh really? Fact. Um, is it just full of jellyfish facts? No, no. It's a it's that. a middle grade novel called um is it it's like the thing about jellyfish or the truth about jellyfish. It's one or the other. It's really good. I cried while I read it. Anyways, check it out. <laughs> truth about cats and dogs, however, has no facts about cats or dogs. And it's a terrible movie. <laughs> it's so bad. And it's like deeply disturbing. It's pretty honestly. bad, actually. Yeah, uh anyways, anyway. we have our friends here. We should talk Let's do a show. <laughs> Welcome, friends, to Magic the Amateuring. I should say, welcome, new pros. That's right. Except for Matt, who's done this before. Yes, we we, no we lied to deal. you. We we have a second time pro tour competitor in the room. That's right. And a couple of first timers. You guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, go around the room and say say your name and um like how you qualified, and also a fun fact about yourself because yes. this is an exercise like at the beginning of a work meeting. Oh, exciting! We'll start uh, down here with Greg. Hi, uh, my name is Greg. I qualified for the Pro Tour just uh, a few. Uh, weekends ago, just uh, last it's weekend. Fresh. It's yeah, fresh. it's very fresh. It's new. It's still hard to believe. Uh, I played at Grand Prix Denver just the other weekend. I played Blue White Monument, which is the exact same deck Maria played. We yes. practiced together. Very different um, results for the yeah, two the of deck, us. Yeah, uh, the deck. I, I had I ran a little hotter. You know, I, I <laughs> did a little better, uh, and I made it to the top eight. And so finishing in the top eight of that GP qualified me for actually not the next Pro Tour, which these guys are going to, but I qualified for the modern Pro Tour in Bilbao, Spain in February. What? That's yeah. so exciting. Cool and I've, and airfare. And airfare, yes. And I've pretty much never played modern in my life, so <laughs> we'll see how that goes. All right, moving right along, Sam. Um, hi, I'm Sam. Um, my favorite cereal is Oat Bundle cereal. <laughs> what is it? Oat bundle. It's a generic brand cereal. Which one is it? Which one is it mimicking? I wish I knew. Okay. Anyways, keep going. Oat bundles. But uh, I placed it top two at an RPTQ. So the RPTQ system, you make it to the top eight, and depending on how many players are 
at the RPTQ, you have to either get top two, top four, or top eight. Um, I managed to get into the top two, and I qualified for uh, Pro Tour Ixalan in Albuquerque. And what was the format of the RPTQ? Standard. I was actually playing a deck that belonged to and was previously piloted by this character right here <laughs> the weekend before. All right, this character, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Matt. Uh, I qualified one weekend before Sam and two weekends before Greg at Grand Prix. Three weekends? No, it was two. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Um, at Grand Prix Minneapolis, where I made the top eight there, playing uh, Ramanop Red, as they call it. Um, and that was the deck that I handed off to Sam for the RPDQ the, the next weekend. Um, so we got two Pro Tour qualifications out of one deck. Wow, wow. those cards are Very blessed. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really fortunate that he made the top eight of the GP because I wouldn't have had a deck for the standard RPTQ otherwise. Because <laughs> really? Matt would have been playing it? <laughs> yes, because yeah. Matt would have been all right, playing it. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I also qualified for Pro Tour Ixalan in Albuquerque in November. Um, but like we said, it's not the first Pro Tour you're playing because you right. played Nashville. Right. And how did you queue for Nashville? Uh, I qualified for Nashville, Pro Tour Amonkhet, uh, also via an RPTQ, also standard. Um, and that was in April, May. I think the RPTQ was in March or April. Um, so, yeah, two And we should ago. point out that if you do qualify for the Pro Tour and you do well enough, uh, you automatically get a qualification to go to the next one. So you're doing this on hard mode. Yeah, yeah. You, I, were, one, you were one last short? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, at... Pro Tour Amakut, I went 10 and 6, which was one win short of... Uh, Sorry, one win short, yeah. One win short of qualifying for Pro Tour Kyoto, which I did not attend. It was oh, our devastation. Our devastation, yeah. Well, well, all you have to do is do one better. Right, yeah. <laughs> nice. Gotta, gotta go 11-5 of the Pro Tour. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. NVD, you guys. It's like top eighting a GP. It can't be that hard. <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah, you, there's two people two who did people it in this room. room. Yeah. So, like, I want to know from each of you, kind of people who are sitting at home being like, oh, it's kind of a dream of mine to maybe one day make the pro tour, but it seems impossible. How do you think that you were able to achieve this this kind of goal that a lot of Magic players have? For me, I would just say just keep trying at it. I've been playing GPs for the last two years pretty consistently. I actually checked back after Denver and saw that it was my 15th individual GP with three other team GPs with these guys. Uh, so over two years, I played in 18 GPs wow. until I made the top eight. That's a lot. So it's a lot of GPs. But, uh, I mean, each one was a blast. Each one was a, a, a trip with friends or, you know, a few were local here in Minneapolis or in D.C. where I used to live. And so uh, just each was an amazing experience. And eventually I managed to, to crack the top eight. Um, and you've gotten super close before, like you, like yes. you had like you nine to day one, and like yeah, I've X had a one. few top yeah. thirty two finishes, but this was my first top eight. Nice, so. awesome. All right, hit us with your knowledge, Sam. Um, I don't really play a lot of GPS like these guys do, um, but I do play a lot of Magic Online, and I think that that has made me a better player. Um, I'm not a big constructed player. I play a lot of limited, and last year I was one match went away from uh, making the Pro Tour only playing limited. Uh, (laughs) But I suppose playing Magic Online, um, practicing a lot. Why do you Why do you think playing Magic Online helped you? Um, You You learn the formats. You learn what to expect. You learn if you see your opponent has 
you know, three mana open. <laughs> the back just fell out of my chair. I apologize. Please support us um, patreon.com slash MTA cast so we can afford chairs that don't fall apart. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, if they have three mana open, you know, at least for in, in limited a lot, this is true, you know exactly what combat tricks they could have in constructed. You know what counter spells to play around. You know what removal spells to play around. Um, so you just become, it becomes second nature what to expect. And you can almost just guess what your <laughs> opponents are going to do um, while you're playing because you're so used to it. Um, it's a lot of fun, too. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. You, you qualified for this RPTQ, which was standard, playing a limited PPTQ, right? Were you scared yes. to be like, oh, now I have to play standard? Uh, yes, I was terrified, actually. <laughs> um, I went into it not taking it super seriously. I, I had a deck guide. I had watched standard events. I had not really played in any, in any standard events, though. Um, and I, I wasn't... I was kind of nervous about it because I didn't really know much about standard. Um, but... Um, it worked out anyway. Well, a lot of skills are applicable across formats. I, you know, some people are like, oh, I'm only limited player, only constructed player. Well, if you find a deck you know how to play, guess what? You're probably going to be fine as long <laughs> as you're pretty good in one of those categories. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Um, for qualifying voters, so I guess I qualified two different ways. Um, the I think the RPTQ is probably the most consistent or most, I mean, you have the best odds at getting to the Pro Tour um, since it's nice that you have a lot of chances to play PPTQs, to win a PPTQ, to qualify for the RPTQ. So it's kind of like playing in a Grand Prix where you can just keep retrying day one. And then hmm. playing in the RPTQ is kind of like starting day one with a very good record. Or starting day two of a Grand Prix with a very good record in terms of getting to the Pro Tour. Um, but playing a Grand Prix is also, I mean, I, the more events you play, the more chances you have. And since, I mean, at any individual event, your your odds are... You know, not going to be great, even if you're a very good player. Um, so the more events you play, the better your odds. Um, and one, one thing that made a big difference for playing Grand Prix is to get buys. Um, oh, so yeah. The, the first <laughs> years, uh, or first, like, year I played Grand Prix, I had zero or one buy buys. Um, and then for this last year, I, I finally got up to enough Planeswalker points where I had two buys. And so then... I mean, it's just your, you know, your... Starting off with two wins for any tournament is, like, huge. Very good. Yeah. If, yeah, if you have a 50% win rate in that second round, which maybe you don't, maybe it's better, but that would double your chances, right, of, of making the top eight. I think that's how that works. <laughs> Magic encouragement like right here. Any given tournament, your odds of doing well are not great. <laughs> Well, well, your odds are doing very, very well, which is what you need to qualify yeah, for the I pro know. tour. And but. it's not the first time we actually heard that on this show. I want to yeah. say it was Brad Nelson told us that. Or maybe it was BBD who was like, hey, this is what I do. I just play as many as possible because guess what makes my odds better? <laughs> Play Playing as many as, many as possible. possible. Megan has a buy. How's that <laughs> I feel? Have, you know, in this room of a bunch of people with two buys, whatever, I guess. <laughs> I'm not even cool. I don't have two buys. I don't grind enough to have two buys. Nice. One thing I want to say on this note, because, you know, you asked, uh, like, what we should do to qualify for the Pro Tour, and we all, three of us said, play more Magic. And, you know, I said, play more GPs. Sam said, play more Magic Online. Matt said, play more PBDQs. Yeah. Um, One thing that, uh, kind of a funny story that I want to share is, right after Matt qualified for the Pro Tour, uh, (laughs) unknowing that Sam and I were going to qualify within the next two weeks, uh, Sam and I met for uh, breakfast, 
and we ate breakfast at this diner and we discussed pretty much how, you know, it's so exciting that Matt's going to go to the Pro Tour and we don't really care about the Pro Tour as much. <laughs> and it was, we were just like, you know, Matt can go off to the Pro Tour and, and we'll just continue just playing Magic as a hobby and having a good time. And immediately after that, we both qualified. Uh, and, and I think that actually helped because... Before then, I'd been really focused. I'd been going to Grand Prix and thinking to myself, man, I really want to qualify for the Pro Tour, or going to PPTQs and thinking, man, I really, really want to win this event. And I think that pressure of trying to get myself to the Pro Tour really made me play worse. And it kind of became this chore of like, ugh, I guess I have to go play another PPTQ to try to make the RPTQ. And when it becomes a, if, if the grind that you're doing to make the Pro Tour starts becoming a chore and starts becoming stressful, that's a bad sign. And you should step back. Remember, you know, we're not pros. This is a hobby for us. This is something we should do to escape our stress. And so I think kind of stepping back and being like, I'm going to have fun playing Magic and, and kind of losing all the stress helped out in the long run. It's like when you go into do for me for doing an audition. If I'm going in and I'm like, oh, I super want to get this part. I've prepared. I've practiced so much. And I have to do it. No, you're, I'm just gonna. It's, I'm gonna fall on my face. I'm gonna forget what I'm supposed to say, and it's gonna be terrible. And if I'm just like, you know what? Why do I do this? Because it's fun. Let's just go in and be like, whatever. If you want to hire me, hire me. If you don't, then you don't. And that's how Maria was cast in an upcoming production of Cats. That's right. <laughs> Is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> no. I would go see I will I be playing Rum Tum Tugger in... Uh, Greg, Cats is the worst musical. I know, but I would written. go see Maria in it. Thank that's, you. That's Thank you. <laughs> Maria, I want to be clear. I would not yes. come see you in a production what? of Cats. Are you serious right now? I would not help you rehearse for it. I would not encourage your participation Whoa. in this musical. You wouldn't even come to see me that in that be, outfit? That would be the best production of a terrible show. <laughs> The entire time, I would be sending you things that you could be doing during the run of that show, other than, <laughs> other than being in Cats. Well, good news is not a lot of community theaters put Cats on because why? Not a lot of people want to be seen in a spandex bodysuit. Yeah, with a bunch of cat fur on it. And honestly, that's like the that's like the least embarrassing part of being in that show. <laughs> yeah, you do have to keep a straight face while performing it, which is. Difficult. Really difficult. <laughs> Real hard. <laughs> Magic the Amateuring, where you can come for pro tour advice and more more slams on the musical cast. Did they say support the NTA cast pantheon so Maria doesn't have to be? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please support us at uh, patreon.com slash MTA cast so I don't have to be in a community theater production of Cats and Earn. Uh, no money because a community theater doesn't pay you. <laughs> oh, I was man. in a community theater production of Sound of Music. And you didn't invite us? This was a long time ago. <laughs> this was in college. Mm. It was all right. I recently watched a video of it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> Weird. That wasn't too bad. Who were you? I was Liesl. I was She's Liesl. Is she the oldest one? She's the oldest daughter, yeah. yeah. So I danced, you know, did some dancing and singing at the same time. Very hard. Very hard. By the way. Nice. Anyway. So, magic. so you guys, magic the gathering. Magic. I want to know, Matt. So you've been to a pro tour. Um, uh, you had a good time, I assume. I did. I want you to give your droplets of wisdom <laughs> to these two gentlemen sitting to your right about what they can expect at their first pro tour, and just like what would make it a better overall experience for them. Just like 
you know, an old time, an old time veterans tips. Give us those droplets right in our mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Open up your mouths for those knowledge droplets. Mama bird us. Mama bird us, Matt. Okay. What was it? What was it like for you to be there? Well, I'll start off with that. Um, it was a really great time. Um, part of what contributed to that was I got to go with a group of friends. I had, I guess, friends of friends. Um, uh, so there's a kind of group of us, maybe like six or so, and I got to see you two there. Maria, you were kind of busy doing coverage, but I saw more of Megan, so that was fun. Um, and so being able to work with a group of people, which obviously Sam and I are definitely going to do, Hopefully we'll be able to join Greg and Bilbao and also practice with them. Um, I mean, it's just so useful to be able to talk things over with people um, and try and, I mean, obviously the, the pro teams do this and, you know, whatever you can do to emulate that is is good. Um, was it, what was the experience like, the, like day one when you sat down to play your first draft? That was very cool. Um, I mean, I think the, the first thing I realized was like how much the pro tour is oriented towards coverage compared to like a grand prix tournament i mean this isn't like particularly useful um tidbit <laughs> but it, it was very interesting um i mean at pro tour Amonkhet, like the lighting was all weird and they had fog machines yeah. going <laughs> and like they're about to start the first draft and like i was kind of you know nervous and like everyone's waiting and they're waiting for the call draft and they're like okay hold up like cover we gotta wait for coverage and like five minutes later we start yeah and yeah like, okay um <laughs> That was cool. I mean, I, like, took it in stride and um, lost my train of thought. Yeah, there was definitely a fog machine, and the lighting was, like, very dramatic yeah. in Nashville. Uh, wasn't the case in Kyoto, but that's just because I think everything is more expensive in Japan. Um, so we'll have to see what happens at, at Albuquerque, so be prepared for fog. Be prepared for fog. Okay, okay, got it. But I like this tidbit about pro teams. Like, you know, hey, what are the what are the teams doing that are successful? Well, we're going to emulate that in a, you know, on a smaller scale. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And this upcoming one is actually going to be kind of different because the it's farther um, past the release of the set. Yes. Um, so, I mean, they, they did this for Amonkhet. They had switched it to move the Magic Online release date up. And now with the forward Magic on Online release date and the farther back um, Pro Tour in the season, it's going to be, I think Magic Online is going to be an even bigger deal than it has been. Um, since there's going to be, you know, all weeks of data and tournaments leading into it. Um, so I think that probably is going to diminish the edge of the, the Pro Tour teams. Um, so so you're going to get them. Yeah, yeah <laughs> kind of get them for sure. Get it under there. Um, but I think I'm going to be spending a lot of time practicing on Magic Online yeah. and look, combing through results. Um, yeah. Watching coverage of events. Watching coverage of events, yeah, there'll probably be... I don't think there's any standard Grand Prix before it. There's just, like, the limited Grand Prix, but there's probably going to be some SCG events. Tell us how you settled on a deck for Nashville. Um... I remember kind of waffling between several decks. Um, there, going into it, I know. I mean, Mardu was like the level. When you one say deck. waffling, you did not just have your decks on top of a bunch of waffles, and whichever waffle tasted the best, you used, right? I, I did not. That he would be a very good system. Instead. Yeah. Okay, just saying. It's just not strictly bit interior. of a misnomer. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember Mar Mardu was like maybe the kind of Mardu vehicles, was like the base level thing after Amonkhet came out um, but then online results had shown 
Aetherworks Marvel doing quite well. Um, and I really liked how it did against Mardu in particular. Um, and so I was kind of mostly on Aetherworks Marvel. Also, I had qualified for that Pro Tour playing the four-color Sahili copycat deck. Which got um, the axe. So I'd been hoping to play that. And then they announced <laughs> that they weren't going to ban it. I was like, oh, great. I'm just going to play it again. Yeah. Then they banned it the next day. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but fortunately, I got to just remove, you know, Feldar Guardians of Healy's, put in Aetherworks Marvels and Ulamogs, and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, the, the people I was preparing with, for the most part, were also on Aetherworks Marvel. They had kind of arrived at that independently, or them as a group. Um, and so I got to compare notes with them and, like, kind of work to um, kind of combine what we had been working on to, to get to something that I was pretty happy with. What was I going to ask? Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess just give, going back for a little context, anybody who's listening to this and thinking, oh, what, what, what more tips can I pick up? I just want to baseline how long have you each been playing Magic and how much Magic do you think you play on, in an average week? Starting down here. Um, I started playing, uh, well, I mean, I played when I was very young. Um, then I didn't play for a while. And then I started playing my senior year of high school, which would have been six years ago five years ago something like that <gasps> oh you're we're so, so old yeah. we're so old uh, <laughs> and then a I, dusty corpse in a grave gray, gray bones in a grave bones in a grave <laughs> um, and then I started playing competitive events with I think my first PPTQ um, during the like Fate Reforged season um, and started playing a few of those well that's um, not and that's not too long ago not too long ago lost horribly in like the first several then started losing a bit less horribly, then finally made a top eight of one, like, months after I started playing them. Um, then, like, top eight at another one, eventually made it past the quarterfinals. So, like, I think it took, like, a couple of years. Um, and then, like, finally won a PPTQ, and then kind of slowly ramping up from there. Nice. Samuel? Um, I've been playing since... You're right, thank you. <laughs> I've been playing since uh, fifth grade, I want to say. Um, with my, my cousin David. And that was just two or three weeks <laughs> <laughs> Now you're in seventh grade. That was, that was three weekends ago and then two weeks ago. Um, and we would play casual magic and I showed it to my brother and my brother and myself really got into it and we started going to drafts at our local shop and um, then I played casually for throughout high school and then I got to college when I started going to pre-releases consistently and uh, weekly tournaments consistently. And by my senior year of college, I was going to, uh, at the time, PTQs, um, which were just a straight to the Pro Tour tournament. And then PPTQs, then RPTQs. Um, and it's like Matt said, it's, it's a ramp up. You, you play and you do a little bit better every time. Great. Yeah, I uh, also started playing when I was a kid. Uh, my older brothers, I think, wanted someone to beat up on in Magic, Whoa. so they, you know, convinced me to get some cards. <laughs> That's so, why I got my brother to play. Yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. Yep. Um, and then I kind of played off and on throughout elementary school, which was a couple days ago. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, I discovered like FNMs and pre-releases when I was in middle and high school and would go occasionally, uh, kind of depending on the year. Um, when I went to college, I kind of stopped playing. Um, but me and my brothers, my brothers started playing again, and the three of us picked up Commander. 
Um, I've actually been on this podcast talking about this before. Yes. Yeah. Um, made some great videos. Uh, yeah, some great videos. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and now, since they stopped playing for so long and I kind of kept playing, I'm the one who gets to beat up on them. Uh, they'll be mad when they hear me say that. Uh, <laughs> they, they win, too. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, right after I graduated college, I went to my first GP, uh, and I got super lucky, and I cashed my first ever GP. Wow. Uh, and then I was kind of hooked, and I kept going to GPs and doing pretty well, and I made a really good network of friends through playing Magic, especially post-college. These guys are great. You're both great. Uh, <laughs> and so here I am. Awesome. Awesome. So you, we already talked about how Sam, you played mostly limited and then you had to play standard. Greg, you qualified for a modern pro tour. <laughs> Tell us how much modern you play. I've played in two modern events in my life. Uh, one of them was a PPTQ with a Valakut deck, which I 2-2 dropped. And the other was a GP in Dallas, which is my brother's uh, new home. So I went to visit my brother, played in a modern GP, had two buys, and then I 2-4 uh, dropped. Uh, so, All right. <laughs> All right. So, sorry, that means I 4-4 I, I dropped. I actually won two real matches. Uh, but <laughs> uh, so my modern experience is not very good. Uh, would love some tips. Uh, Collected Company is one of my favorite magic cards, so I'm hoping I get to play that. I hear it's pretty good. Um, it is a good card. There are certainly decks that you can play Collected Company in. Um, Maria's advice is pretty straightforward. Yep, I you told all know it already. you to play Boggles, and everybody in this room told me, no way. And I said, <laughs> well, it's going to be your, your funeral, because Boggles is going to take down the next modern event. Uh, you heard it here first. I do have good results playing the same direct deck as Maria in a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just want to put a quick plug out for uh, Greg. You wrote a deck tech guide for Blue White Monument on Reddit. Where where can people find it? Yeah, on R Spikes, I wrote up some comments about my deck just because it was really thorough and very yeah, good. I had seen a lot of people talking about it in random parts of the internet. Uh, a few other like magic podcasts and things were like, "Who is this guy who top aided with Blue White Monument?" And so I wanted to. This is this make guy. Sure this guy is this guy. There. Everybody. That's me. <laughs> this Every, guy. Everyone said the deck's bad, and they're kind of right. But you know, <laughs> 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 Greg's today. just saying he's really, really good. That's yeah. what Greg's saying. I agree with that I statement. I tried playing that deck, and I thought it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. So <laughs> it's really good if you want to play thirty-five minute game ones I and then be exhausted after. Every match. Oh, yep. okay, okay. You can go to time in game two. Yeah, I, I did that in multiple matches. <laughs> oh, terrible. What would you say to people who are kind of like in the position of what I would probably think, which is like, I feel like it's impossible to try and make a pro tour. You should, uh, what I said before, just keep playing magic and having fun. And if you happen to qualify for the pro tour, great. If you don't, that's fine. You've, you're having fun along the way. Like we were just discuss like he said, we were discussing how we weren't gonna make the pro we were discussing how we weren't <laughs> gonna make the pro tour. And then here we are. And yeah. here we are. Um I think that the attitude of having fun goes a long way. What uh why are you guys good at magic? This is a this is a question we ask people on yeah. the pro ring, by yeah. the way. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm good because of these two guys. Oh <laughs> that's so cute. One of us was going to say it. I had to say it first. <laughs> he um, just undercut you with the cuteness. I think like a lot of time and experience pl spent playing Magic across a lot of different formats 
has made me good. I think listening to people who are better than me has made me good at magic. I really like trying to hear what better players and, you know, eat the kernels of wisdom that, or what were we saying? Blood droplets, droplets, droplets of wisdom. Those hot wisdom drops. <laughs> players like Suckle Matt. the wisdom uh, drops yes. from Matt's yes. brow. I would not be here if it were not for <laughs> wisdom drops from Matt. All right. That's not where I thought you were going to go with that, but I guess that's better. <laughs> Just more nonsense. <laughs> Why are you so good, Matt? Um, good question. Am I? Am I? <laughs> yes, yes wow. you're a good uh, magic player, I Matt. You are a good magic player. Exactly. I think I've uh, been successful the most. Well, I think I've had the most success at standard tournaments. I think I, even though like these guys, I played a lot of limited and I started playing limited um, and really focused on that. I, I think I kind of I enjoy standard a lot. I enjoy thinking about it a lot. Um, and it's very easy for me to get very obsessed with it. Um, so the the tournaments the, that I've done well in, I've been very obsessed with standard. I've practiced a lot um, on Magic Online. Um, so that, that's been very important to get a lot of practice in, um, be very comfortable with my deck. Um, and also, of course, to be practicing with better players and to discuss, you know, discuss playing the decks, discuss building decks, um, with my whole network of magic friends. You know what we? What I would like to take a moment to say is that we could be sitting in here in this room with a fourth Pro Tour qualifier, Megan Wolf. Um, I feel like she would have won at least one of those matches. At but that. then she would have had to play against. She would have had to fight. Oh. I would have had to play against. So Sam. then we would have had three, and it Sam would, would not have been. been yeah. Yeah. Three It'd be a lot more cozy in here without. You know. <laughs> wow. Cold. Cold. But I just wanted to hear. I just want to hear Megan's answer to why you're good at ma- magic. Uh, Am I? Yes. I'll echo, I'll echo Matt. Really? Because I've really, I've really, I've really been bummed out at my last few GPs. <laughs> well, our GP wasn't great, but you know. Yeah. But that 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 RPTQ is no joke. I don't know. I mean, we talked about it. I felt like I got very lucky. Luck is part of it. How yeah, do you I mean, think any really of us is. qualified really for the Pro Tour? <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about that before, and it's not to say like there is like a lot of practice. You yes. know, you practice a lot, um, but you also you it doesn't happen without some luck on the day of. Um, I should tell you the story of the the PPTQ that I won. Um, I was first seed going into the top eight, and I knew I wanted to draft a red green deck. Because uh, when you are in the top eight, your player draw decision is based on your seed going in. So yeah. I knew I would be on the play every single uh, match. Sure. Yeah. And I told Greg before the draft started, I said, Greg, what I want to open right now is a Samut. This was uh, during Amonkhet, so yeah. Samut was the, the creature. The creature. And I said, I want to open a Samut. Which is a mythic rare. A so mythic the odds rare. of this yes. happening are like... Oh my so god! I even tried to make a bet on it, and Greg. Would I was like, not "Don't throw away up. your money, Sam. I'm not making a bet with you." And of course, pack one, pick one. I opened the pack, and there, there sitting what? at the back was a Samut. And this draft was the entire draft was like this. Pack two, my opponent or my uh, person to my left passed me an insult to injury, <laughs> and pack three, of course, I got past a glory bringer. <laughs> So oh my there is a dog. there is a degree of luck. There is a degree of luck. I was standing behind That's him and he insane. just turned around and looked at me with the like most <laughs> sm- condescending smirk I've ever seen on anyone's face in my life. <laughs> <I told you. laughs> 
That's insane. I remember seeing a photo of that draft deck, and it was insane. Yeah, it was a good deck. (laughs) Very, very good deck. I obviously had to play it well, but the deck really did play itself in a lot of ways. (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. Amazing. So tell me, what are you guys most excited about? Like, when you think about, like, I'm going to my first Pro Tour, what are you like, holy cow, excited about? Instead of fog machines, I want them to have animatronic dinosaurs. Oh my <laughs> god, if you so think about that, that's so... You have sway, Maria. You have sway. <laughs> uh, not that much sway. Those no, things sound no. expensive. <laughs> but there's a good chance that there'll be, some, there'll be something like that. They usually do get like a big prop or two to put in the feature match area. Uh, so, so a giant dinosaur? Giant dinosaur, but animatronic, so it's like... Roar. Coverage dressed as pirates. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that would be. Ooh, what if we that? I think I could have happen. Yeah, you are. We would be those guys. Yeah. <laughs> you could be the pirate boys. <laughs> and then, like, that when there's the, sh- the shot out over the floor, it's like, oh, check out the pirate boys there in the middle of the room. <laughs> everyone pirate boys it's pirate boys we're like trying to come up with a better name than that <laughs> no <laughs> i like pirate boys. Pirate <laughs> oh man you guys <laughs> should develop like a rivalry with another set of people and then you all can dress as the lost boys and then they'll dress as pirates i'll be peter Pan. you could try playing megan will you be the alligator or the crocodile? Yeah, yes. the clock in I'll it. I'll be the clock, clock crocodile. You know that's what you could do because you could be the official s- the time for the round. Oh my god! <laughs> but would I have to hold a ticking clock like yes. in my yes, the entire time? You would, but it would be so flavorful. I'm just saying. Or you it. could get an animatronic dinosaur alligator to put a yes. clock in its yes. mouth. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Right. Okay. Great. Well. Great answer. Yeah. Um, I like all the musical theater references we've had in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> between Cats and Peter Pan. We are slowly inching towards becoming both a medical and a musical theater podcast yes. and yeah. magic all in one. Well, we when we streamed, we played musicals we on did. our stream. We did. We did. Yeah. You can catch us on twitch.tv slash magic the amateur. <laughs> <laughs> stream, everybody. Yeah, what are what are you two looking forward to? I mean, animatronics. Mine wasn't a real answer, obviously. By the way. Yeah. But that would be so cool. Though. It Especially would be, be sick. a feathered animatronic dinosaur. Yeah. Those feathered dinosaurs look sweet. Yeah, yeah they're beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, there's a bunch of cards that have been officially now previewed, which uh, we will talk about. Um, but uh, for now, we're talking PT Tech. What are you excited about? Go ahead. Uh, Honestly, I'm excited to go to Spain. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's absolutely. That's pretty cool uh, to be able to like go on an international trip and have my flight paid for by Wizards. Thank you, Wizards. Um, Thank you, Wizards. So, uh, but also, like, I don't know. I've been playing at a lot of GPs, and I've I've kind of learned that I can win at them and, and can play Magic at a, at a top level. And so I'm really excited to see how that translates going one level higher to see uh, if I can play there. Um, also, Sam, this is something you told me a long time ago that you have forgotten, and so I'm going to steal from you. But it, it's really, like, le- legitimizing. Legitim- That's a word. It, sure. It's yeah, really legitimizing yeah. to be able to, like, tell your friends and family that you're playing on the Pro Tour. Because people are like, ugh, like, look at this nerd. He's, he's like, <laughs> he's, he's almost Filthy. 25, Filthy and nerd. he's wasting all his time playing Magic the Gathering. Uh, but when I can be like, oh, but, like, I- I'm going to play Just, at the I'm top going to level Spain. there is. They're flying me to Spain. That really, like... You know, makes it legit, and and so I'm happy about that. People don't yeah. realize what that means until you tell them the details, and then no one, no one goes, "Oh wow, what an They go, "Wow, I'm really impressed." Yeah, you're doing a great job. Because <laughs> you are great. 
Thanks, Sam. You too. I just also want to say, I, I don't know who would have ever looked at me like, wow, look at that nerd. Yeah. That's what I say to myself every morning in the mirror. It though, was so. Greg in the mirror yeah. every morning. Wow, look at that nerd. <laughs> Matt, what are you excited for heading to your second pro tour? Um, question. Well, to see the beautiful town of Albuquerque, New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I've heard some nice things about it, but slightly less exciting than, than Spain. Um, I'm looking forward to, again, playing at the this high level and trying to, you know, test myself, I guess, is, is part of it. Um into I know I'm going to have a good group of friends there that I'm going to be able to hang out with. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to show up and play and be on the, the biggest stage. So what was it like, by the way, playing with the best players in the world at your last pro tour? Was it, did you notice like just a higher overall standard of play? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Uh, I, on my, my first day, my, my draft pod, there wasn't anyone I was aware of, which was a nice way to start the day. Uh, but then once we got to Constructed, I got paired against just a series of gold and platinum pros um, like Paul Rietzel, Martin Mueller, Andre Strasky, all in a row. Um, so that was that was very cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I noticed that, you know, they, they were not giving me any free chances to win the game, right? I just, I, I had to... Yeah, I had to, I had to play as well as well as I could in order to, to get wins. Yeah, it's always funny when you see the first like draft pod of the morning, and it's the table, you know, with all the you know the biggest. They've got a few big names in it, and there's at least two people every time with their first pro tour, and they're sitting there just like deer in the headlights. Oh that no! Was day two of a GP, I got there were two plat pros and like two silver pros in my pod and they all knew each other and they were all like hey how's it going man <laughs> nice to see you <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you got there just the same as all of them so yeah, yeah you did and probably with less buys <laughs> switching switching tracks which, which is trains can do that. Which they, tra- trains can switch tracks. They can't go backwards, but they, they cannot can. go backwards. What if it's an untethered express? <laughs> can it switch tracks? It can go, an it untethered express. Tracks. Exactly. Goes wherever it feels like. Um, we have there there have been some now official Ixalan previews. Yes. Well let's chat about them real quick, yeah. yeah. All right, um, so what's yeah. what's caught your eyeball holes uh, mm. in Ixalan so far? Have you taken a chance, gotten a chance to look at these? I have. Okay. I have. What for you is standing out as super exciting, uh, Sam? Um, I as a limited player, I like to look at the limited bombs and figure out what I want to take in a limited deck. Um, I'm really excited about some of these mythic rares because they're not as they are just as cool and big and bomby as other ones. But they look like fun, limited, just simple, good, limited cards. Like Carnage Tyrant, for instance, which oh, is a 7-6 yeah. uh, trample oh, yeah. hexproof, hexproof for 6 mana that Welcome back, be countered. Scaled Behemoth yeah. 2.0, but better. But, but luckily this time they were like, wait a second. Also, it's a mythic and not an uncommon. <laughs> oh, that's good. Wait a moment. That's, nice. that's yeah. good. Yeah, that card's bonkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also really excited. They mentioned that with the the leak that happened, they're going to be uh, showing off more commons than uncommons than usual. And as a limited player, 
those are really the the meat of your draft. You really need those. You really need those in your deck. So yeah. I'm excited to see what I'm working with. You're going to have a draft deck with, like, some commons and uncommons in it's it. It's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. inevitable. Um, yeah. And that's kind of nice to, like, not just, like, have them tossed in at the end, right? Of, like, oh, and here's the, unco- like, yeah, the commons yeah. or whatever. But it's like, oh, let's, let's showcase these. Let's show these, these off. Because, you know, that's what's going to make or break a format. You know, how good it is, what kind of format it is, yeah. what the speed is, etc. I just want to take this quick moment to point out that Megan and I last show did some Ixalan predictions before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some people were like, cheating, you looked at the spoiler stuff that was leaked. And the answer we is did, we did not. We did not. Um, we had no information. And we were right about a fair number which yes. is a scary number actually you were correct about vehicles vehicles are back We've i was got correct pirate about ships. jace going jace. crazy and planes walking pirate into jace. somewhere he didn't know yep and uh what was the other thing oh the the uh, the banner that helps your pirates i said it helps your pirates but it helps a, ban- a banner that says help target pirate yeah. or something <laughs> like it just helps your pirates it helps your pirates it can also help your vampires or help your dinosaurs but anyway yes, in this so case it can that help is three anything. days of uh eight what was it 60 <laughs> eight eight ounces of glasses of water a day that you That's all need correct. to drink so just get healthy everyone get healthy great get really hydrated what have uh, you seen? I, so... Uh, pull this up on my phone. I think uh, I was very surprised to see vehicles this morning. I did not know that that had been leaked. Uh, and we just had vehicles in Kaladesh, and they were pretty sweet. But uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of excited for something new. But I guess I'll, uh, I'll, I'll hold my judgment, and I am excited to see what they do with them this time and how they make them different. Um, I played a lot of Marty vehicles in Standard when it was good, so I'm hoping I can you know you do monster. do that again. Yeah, it was a great deck. You Gideon is an amazing magic card. You big monster. Uh, also, I am also a little skeptical of double faced cards. Uh, I think they're really cool, but I really don't like kind of having to deal with them in draft and show them to everyone. And I hate having to bring sleeves that are good enough or like find Maybe the right sleeves should cards. just be good enough. Just saying. Well, some of them you can see through. I know, but I'm saying like sleeve like makers. All sleeves yeah. should just be good enough. But like, it's fun to have fun colors of sleeves, Maria. You well, don't want to bring why are the we same compromising? color of, of sleeves. And sometimes the like yellows and whites and oranges just Look, aren't good I'm enough. just saying we should not have to compromise, right? Yeah. yeah. We We're should have, have to fun not stuff. Not even and wear sleeves. Yeah. It just, just, Please. Sun's out, guns out to every, every <laughs> pixel on <laughs> That's definitely that what I'm going to say next in, time Minnesota somebody doesn't Yes. Yes. All right, sun's out, guns There's out. There's not a lot of double-faced cards. No. There's only some. And uh, let's let's bring one up here that uh, is pretty cool. Um, what is it called? Treasure map. Treasure map. It costs two colorless, or generic, sorry. Uh, one tap, scry one, put a landmark counter on treasure map. Then are, there are three or more landmark counters on it. Remove those counters, transform it, and create three colorless treasure artifact tokens with tap, sack this artifact, add one whenever any color to your mana pool. You tr- transforms into treasure cove, which is a land. Tap, add colorless to your mana pool. Tap, sacrifice treasure, draw a card. So that's an instance. Yeah. Um, by the way, the back of those cards really beautiful i just want to point out it's really like, pretty yeah, i love that that is that really cool. gorgeous yeah the frame is Shouldn't really, be showing that really nice oh uh, look the, through the power of editing greg we will it's be able to do oh, some screen cool. <laughs> 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 
like, we've done this a time or two before. <laughs> that is, okay. yeah. And so Back when I was on your podcast, we didn't have these videos. No, so we didn't. We were audio only. If you want to find Greg's episode, go to our website, search Greg. It was actually the- <laughs> search, search the search term Greg. Greg. Yeah. It's if actually I recall, it was the last one before you did videos. Also, you What's definitely really? spelled my name wrong, so I don't <laughs> what? know if they how can find How did spell your name you wrong? You spelled my last name. Oh, yes, oh, okay. yes. I can see how that happened. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> this this uh, vehicle, by the way, Sleek Schooner, costs three generic crew one. It's a 4-3, oh. by the way. Wow. It's yeah. pretty sweet. The thing to me that says is that they're going to... They're kind of scaling back vehicles from where they were in Kaladesh. Right. If you compare that to Renegade Freighter, which was a common Angus yeah. plus one, plus one, and has Trample when it attacks. Right. That card was just... I mean, sure, this one is Crew 1 instead of Crew 2, but the fact that they increased its rare and made it worse yeah. means that I think they're going to have vehicles in a much better place for this limited format, and for Constructed also, there probably won't be a smuggler's copter type thing running around. Although um, Heart of Kieran can really bite it. Yeah, or they're probably not going to run back Heart of Kieran. Um, probably not. Thank so goodness. I think that'll be cool to see how they play out in limited without being kind of pushed too far like they were. In right. And we did mention that. I said, oh, I hope vehicles are back. I think they're so cool and pirates need a ship, but they got to be worse. They yeah. just got to be worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt, is there anything that's caught your eye? Um, I the that double face card we just talked about. I, I mean, I really like double face cards. Um, I, I think I have a bit of a is Melvin is Ooh, that the, like psychographic thing that likes to do weird uh, stuff. I think it's the. I thought Melvin was like you, you really, no, I really like when cards kind of um, through their mechanics like really evoke the flavor of the card. Yeah. Um, and I think there's like a lot of opportunities for them to do stuff with that with like pirates and so forth. Right. Um, and double face cards I think really help them um, with that. Like this treasure map leading you to the treasure cove. Um, that's Makes very sense. Cool to me. Yeah. Um, Look at this dinosaur by the way. Goring Ceratops. Just gorgeous. The art in this set uh, looking like it's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, beautiful rainbow hair. <laughs> yeah. On this 3-3 double striker for are seven. You, are you inspired? Are you going to... I mean, I look at this and I'm like, oh, yeah. man, it's time to dye hair. my hair again. Is it hair or is it feathers? Fe- it's, it is it's feathers. 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 <laughs> Whenever Goring Ceratops attacks, other creatures you control gain double strike until end of turn. So wow. keep wow, playing wow. a seven drop, man. Also, so let's talk about uh, doubling Jace. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we've got Jace. That's Megan was right about here. Pirate Jace. That's right. Pirate Jace. He's here. Went crazy. Doesn't know who he is. I don't know if that's actually the story, but it seems it's like. It looks like it. I it mean, if he's like dressing it. like this. Uh, <laughs> I know. Jace, what happened to your outfit? Jace has shown a lot of shoulder. <laughs> he really is. He is rocking the sun's out guns out on Ixalan. Yeah. <laughs> he knows no he sleeves is. on Ixalan. No sleeves on no sleeves. Okay, so tell, what does this so, card do? Minus five on this Jace. It has mother abilities, whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Forget it. The ultimate is the most important part. Minus five. Create two tokens that are copies of Jace, Cunning, Castaway, except they're not legendary. So yeah, so now the, all the Planeswalkers say are say, say legendary on them to kind of clear up the legend rule. But anyway, yeah. So the Planeswalker uniqueness rule is is of of the past, uh, and now they are legendary Planeswalkers. But in this case, you're making copies that aren't legendary. Okay, just as we introduce so this get, rule, we're so just going to break two it. Two Jaces. This is a weird... And then you get to start going crazy with them. And then what's the doubling season deal? Oh, I don't know. You can just keep making Jaces. Forever and ever. Yeah, forever and ever. If you're into that sort of thing. I mean... 
that's pretty sweet. I mean, you also get a Sounds bunch like of tutus, a nightmare. right? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, that's true. Uh, minus a bunch two. of illusions. Illusion. It's Make a tutu blue illusion. The copies of Jace, though, have the same loyalty of the Jace, correct? Mm, no, they'd be like new you, Jace They're like new Jaces, Jaces that have a loyalty okay. of three. So they'd be three. Yep. Yeah. Doubling season, anyone? But yeah. isn't his yeah. plus one, like, kind of bad, so... His plus one's... Probably Whenever one or more creatures you control deal combat damage to a player this turn, draw a card, then discard a card. Yeah, that's like very whatever. Nice. Yeah. But, but Greg, you can double these chases. Okay, okay, okay. You don't want double chases. All we want double is more chases, sleepless men on the battlefield. Exactly. I get it. <laughs> they better have some... Man, what are the tokens going to look like? You know, they're, they're, they're probably... Oh, yeah, they do have are they going to have token out. planeswalkers that you can get in packs? I mean, that's, oh, that was my question. Like, I think they would. I right? want yeah. they, they have emblems, so and this would be in place of an emblem, right? Right. That's wow. That's going to be a complicated token. Looking at the back of your pack and being like, sweet, I got a cool planeswalker. Oh, oh no, never mind. It's just a Jace token. <laughs> Uh, Bad beats. Bad that beats. would be so one, sad. One more card, and Jace is actually in the pack too. You got two Jaces. Oh, do you all two know the story Jaces. of one time I had two planeswalkers in one pack? Oh, that happened at a draft. Yeah, one I was spoiled, obviously. I feel like at least one of you had to be there for it. Wasn't it? It was like Xenagos and Ashio. Was this yeah. sealed? No, it was a draft. It was That's a draft. Too That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, it is too bad. You're yeah. right. I was just going to pull up uh, some more spoily, mixed spoiler tins here. Um, I was looking at, I mean, you all know what I'm excited for. What? Uh, five red red, star of extinction, oh, yeah. <laughs> destroy target land, star of extinction deals 20 damage to each creature in each planeswalker. Ridiculous. Everyone, everyone can die. <laughs> everyone just can just get wrecked. Get wrecked. Is, is that a story, spa- like a story spotlight card? No. I don't know. Does no. Ixalan get extinct? Like, the know, flavor text refers extinct? to like some vision or something, so uh, I think maybe yeah. it's not Oh, actually okay, not real. Turn. Which is a very cool way to, like, get that trope in there without yeah. actually mm-hmm. nuking Ixalan with a meteor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like this alternate win condition card, Revel in Riches, four and a black for an enchantment. Oh, yeah. Whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, create a treasure. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control ten or more treasures, you win the game. Pretty sweet. Pretty sick. Pretty sweet. By the way, treasures, same as gold that we used to have, yeah. right? Why Whatever. did they not just why, gold? Gold, um... You, you didn't have to tap it to you get mana. You just yeah. sacrificed it. Oh. And so the, the treasure is slightly different. Because you have to tap it? So, yeah. <laughs> you tap a sacrifice. But what difference does it, it make? It makes a difference uh, to, like, improvise, I guess. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's probably just for the flavor that they that they changed it, I imagine. But, I mean, the treasure is gold, yeah. right? Yeah. You can have all I mean, kinds you of can have all yeah, kinds like of treasure. It's true that you can have all <laughs> kinds of... <laughs> I gotta say one more thing is that there's a lot of uh, badass lady pirates and ladies in this set and I'm looking at one right now Admiral Beckett Brass oh she's amazing she's great one Grixis colors oh yeah you're right gold you don't have to tap it just says sacrifice this artifact one blue black red for a 3-3 legendary uh, pirate lord here pirate lord so she gives all other pirates all pirates other pirates you control plus one plus one and then this is the funniest part of her which is very flavorful at the beginning of your end step gain control of target non-land permanent controlled by a player who has dealt combat damage by three or more pirates this turn (laughs) that's a lot of text yeah it's really kind of confusing but it's like if you attack with three pirates and they get through then you just get something then you get to make you get to make someone else a pirate I think taking treasure would be very flavorful oh that would be so great probably Probably, it in response (laughs) probably a lot of better choices too well maybe they're taking three because they just have nothing and are losing horribly (laughs) and they're losing yeah like if you're taking three three like pirates you're you're losing what are you doing (laughs) but it's just like flavor win for me there 
Is there anything else that uh, has caught your eye? Yeah, one of the cool things I really liked, there is a blue card. I believe it costs six mana. It returns all of your opponent's oh, yeah. creatures to their hand. Yes, non-land River's non-land Rebuke. Non-land permanents. So, uh, uh, what is the flavor text on that card? Carefully say? following the thematic compass Bolas had given her, Vraska blundered Whoa. straight into the River Herald's trap. Did you hear that name? Bolas. Still in this set. Wow. That jerk. Oh, so he's Something not done jerk. with us yet, is he? So Vrashka too. So Ralzarek and Vrashka are on Team Bolas. Wait, are you saying Vrashka? Vrashka. Vrashka? Vrashka? What? Vrashka. There's no H. Whatever. Unless she's Russian. Vrashka. She's <laughs> probably Russian. I mean, if Bolas is <laughs> Russian. Originally, originally Ravnica was supposed to be an Eastern It is. That's yeah. true. That's true. sort of lost that flavor when they returned to it, but uh, yeah. the, that, that is a... You mean there's not Gorehouse Chainwalkers going hanging out in Russia? <laughs> I mean, it seems like an alright place for it. <laughs> so yeah, so Tezzeret also Tezzeret Ralzarek Vraska. But he was called Tezzeret, comma Agent of Bolus. So oh, we knew so we that. Knew. We knew about that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was surprised about the Ralzarek part. Yeah. I was like, Ral, what are you doing? Why, Ral? Come on, Ral! Come on. <laughs> But Bolas is now branching into green, it sounds like, because oh, Rasha's in green-black. Yep. Yeah. So next time we see Bolas, is Bolas going to be five-color? That'd be five color pretty Bolas. sweet. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine white in Nickel Bolas. Yeah, but there have been know. white bad guys. Maybe. We haven't seen a Johnny yeah. for a while. <laughs> oh, no! What are you up to, you can't Batman? corrupt a Johnny? <gasps> But what if you can't? Be, be or really like, questionable you guys, Nahiri went pretty bad. That's true. That's like, true. Nahiri could be on, on Bolas. That would stuff. be... That did take, like, millennia, right? That's true. <laughs> and she was... I will advocate that Nahiri only brought to Soren what was coming to him. <laughs> like, what like, he had fair coming. assessment. Exactly. Based on what he had done, he pretty deserved it. And the rest of plane, the plane also had it coming to it, right? I mean, like... <laughs> Okay, she does not care much for incidental damage. She's like, whatever. <laughs> Look, a lot of things going to get messed up exactly. in this My Revenge scheme, but worth it. Worth it. Worth, worth it. it. Merfolk in this set uh, as well, and we got a Merfolk, a cool Merfolk card. I don't know if people will play this or not. They might. Uh, one blue blue I mean, for a 2-2. I mean, Merfolk players in Modern are already excited They about like this, this card? Okay. Because it takes, o- takes the place of... Uh, the Great Glass Spinner. Oh, yes. So this is Kapala, oh, yeah. Warden of Waves, Legendary Merfolk Wizard. Spells your opponent's cast that target a Merfolk you control cost, cost two more to cast. Abilities your opponent's control that target a Merfolk you control cost two more to activate. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Merfolk players rejoice Merfolk. everywhere. Yeah, also, green Merfolk are so weird. Yes, the that is mono true. green Merfolk. What's right? going on? It's bizarre. Yeah, it's kind of strange. So, I, like, this so far looks like the most tribal of any set that we've played during. Yes, yes. It, it certainly um, has. Which is really neat. I'm interested in playing that because we haven't, we haven't ever played a set that's, like, very tribally themed. Yeah, we've got pirates, vampires, Merfolk, dinosaurs, which usually means... Cool draft environment, yeah. honestly. And also usually means sometimes sealed's a little bit harder because you can't get those synergies. But um, I'm super looking forward to it. I will take tribal over not tribal any day. Yeah, It's interesting how the, the like color combinations of the tribes are like not... Because you have two three-color tribes and two two-color tribes. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't played with a set yeah. that's like that. I mean, that's I guess like, it probably doesn't have much of a multicolor component, so maybe that's not noticeable as much in draft, but... Wasn't Lorwyn yeah. kind of like that? That was, I like, no weird... Idea. Okay. Lorwyn <laughs> was, was, was one random three-color tribe, which yeah. was the tree folk, and then there was uh, a five-color yeah. tribe. 
Yeah. And elementals. Which was elementals. And like elves were green black, but merfolk were blue white, so they weren't like ally enemy color. Didn't they also, like, change between, like, Lorwyn and... Yeah. Yeah, that's just a mess. (laughs) I like those sets. Well, we'll have a more Ixalan chitter-chatter on next week's episode because I'm getting hyped for this set. Uh, I've got the pre-release on my calendar, ready to go. I should write it onto my calendar so I don't double-book myself. Yeah. I do that all the time. (laughs) I'm like, Megan, where are you going for the pre-release? Oh, no. No! Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah. thank you so much. Uh, it was wonderful to hear your insights on how, you know, you managed to get onto the Pro Tour and hopefully, you know, keep stay on the train, as the players call it. Stay yeah. on that gravy magic yeah. train. Are you guys on Twitter <laughs> if people would like to find you? Uh, yes, we are. Uh, I'm on Twitter at magic underscore Michael, uh, or we can say Magic Michael. Uh, there is no A in my name, and the P at the end is silent. So don't worry about the I P. I just really it's don't understand that Magic name. Magic Michael. Maybe you should spell that out. L I C H E L P. Okay, yeah, makes that's sense. It. That's me. Uh, uh, no, I don't oh, have a Twitter enough. account. Okay. Good job, Sam. Uh, is it all related to Magic? Yeah. Um, my Twitter account is. MTG underscore MSJ. That's my initials for my lengthy last name. Uh, I haven't quite gotten to the stage of having a profile picture yet, but <laughs> so you're still an egg. I'm hoping to like win a tournament and then I can like yeah, hoist a trophy. trophy for, yeah. But, yeah. You know, I'm not gonna. Perfect. You know, that's yeah. my incentive. Okay. Yeah. Win a okay. To get a so I <laughs> you guys, I really have to win this tournament. Oh. I need a Twitter profile picture. This is like in high school. I was a golfer. My dad was, you know, my coach, and so he was very strict and i wanted to wear a backpack bag you know like nowadays everybody all golf bags are backpack bags because they're so horrible for your back but back then it was like a new invention and so i was carrying around this one strapper and i was like please can i get something so i can have a backpack bag it hurts to carry it around he's like finish well enough at a tournament you can have a backpack that's horrible Uh, that's terrible yeah man well i certainly did i mean It did, worked. Did you get that backpack? I sure did. Nice. That sounds like a vicious cycle, though, because yeah. you're hurting your back more, which means you're going to get worse at the well. I know. Yeah. I know. It was brutal. Yeah. Brutal days. <laughs> also, while you're talking about who we are, we have the three of us have a team name. We Ooh. go by Team Face, uh, named after the song I Can't Feel My Face When I'm With You, oh, yeah. uh, which was playing on repeat on the, our first road trip to a GP. So uh, we are we are Team Face. How do you feel you about team face-to-face so, game? Uh, uh, that's that stole it from us. <laughs> Definitely. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I thought you guys were yeah. team pirate boys. I don't know. Yeah, what I'm as far as we you. know, you're, you're pirate one. boys. No, we're the lost boys. Oh, that's right. You're lost boys. boys. Oh, okay. okay, that's okay. Right. We'll see about it. Riding the animatronic <laughs> dinosaurs. Matt's <laughs> answer to everything is just like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, see you back here next week for more Ixalan news. Remember to head to, to patreon.com slash mtacast to help us afford things like chairs and rent. Uh, <laughs> it's actually super important to us that you become a patron. And thank you to everybody who has joined our Less Than 1% Club since our last episode. And, of course, thank you again to cardkingdom.com slash what, everybody? MTA, MTA yeah. not slash what? I want to be clear. Yeah, like, that, that will not work. It's not cardkingdom.com slash not work. what? <laughs> Although I wish it were. Also, if you put in the comments that you want a sticker of ours, yeah, you want a sweet MTA sticker, you they can get one. They will send you one. Yeah. Until next week. 
High five, everybody. Group high five. Get in on oh, this. Man. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> five hands? Five. Okay. Five it's hands. Five. Five. Maybe that's what it's supposed high to do. Five. Doing it wrong five, all along. Like 15, 20, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should have put one finger in. Okay, uh, one finger in. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a, that was like a <laughs>